It's that Harlem night, ayy. Gonna turn it up, please. I'm Harlem nights. Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Benz Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing today? I hope everybody's doing great. It's a Saturday afternoon. All you see on the headline news is the goddamn uh, Benjamin Netanyahu telling troops next stage is coming. All right. It's just headlines after headlines after headlines after headlines. Even there's one report of 150 people are now missing. All right. But we're going to get into American news at this point in time because this um, Israel and Hamas thing is beginning to be a little bit overwhelming. Two men arrested in Phoenix, a beaten death of a man at a variety store. Two men has been arrested in connection to the beaten death of a man at a variety store in Phoenix. Steven Silver, 38 years old, was taken into police custody on Wednesday and Santiago, Santiago Silver, 35 years old, was arrested on Friday. Okay, so both men are accused of beating Augustine Garcia, 44-year-old, at the Family Dollar. The fight was reported just after 9 in the afternoon on Tuesday. When responding police officers arrived, they found a man with severe injuries. He was violently assaulted by a number of assailants, said Sergeant Brian Bauer with the Phoenix Police Department. The news outlet said authorities did not say if the attack happened inside or outside of the store. The two suspects fled before the police arrived. Details of what led to this very violent and deadly encounter are still under investigation. All right. This happened, what, today, yesterday? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but uh, because they only gave me limited details. All right. So you got that one right there. Let me keep it moving. What else is out there? Oh, this is going to be a quick one today, y'all. I'm going to be pumping it. Like pumping and moving. That's what I'm finna do today. Pumping and moving. I'm sorry that I don't be on the podcast like that, but I'm extremely busy, and right? Extremely stressed out. Things will get back in order. I'm telling you, I promise you, things is gonna be back in order by next week. Or maybe not. All right. But let's pray that everything will be back in order by next week. All right, moving along. All right, a man was killed outside of an influencer party on Providence Street, downtown Houston, all right, in a YouTube influencer of some sort, all right? A man was killed, and another is believed to have been injured in a shooting outside of an influencer party near downtown Houston, police say. The shooting was reported just before 1.30 in the morning Saturday on the 1100 block of Providence. All right. According to police, a YouTube influencer party was winding down at a warehouse at a warehouse when there was an altercation out in the parking lot among a group of people. Police say a female was holding her boyfriend's backpack as he was involved in a confrontation with other people. The suspect then grabbed the backpack and took off running, authorities say. According to the police, a man chased after the suspect and the suspect shot him. The, the wounded man was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. 
According to the police, another male who was taken to the hospital by a private vehicle is believed to have been shot at the same scene, but they are still working to confirm that information. He's expected to survive from his injuries. Police are still investigating if other people may have fired shots. There is no description of a suspect at this point in time. This happened in downtown Houston, all right? A lot of debauchery, ladies and gentlemen, a whole bunch of it. All right, so let me see. All right, okay. First of all, if you have somebody that rob you or grab something from you, don't try to chase them unless you are fully equipped, if you know what I mean. All right? If you're not fully equipped, don't chase them, man. Just just count your losses, you know? Just fill out a police report and count your losses, bro. You don't need to. Your life is more precious than anything that's in that goddamn backpack. I promise you that. All right. I promise you. All right. We're going to keep it moving along with more debauchery news for the ladies and gentlemen out there listening to your man. Ben Pharrell with thinking out loud. Yes, I got you, son. I got you. Moving along. All right. A councilwoman from New York City by the name goes by the name Inna Vernikov arrested for carrying a gun on her hip at a pro-Palestinian rally. Brooklyn, a councilwoman, Inna Vernikov, has been arrested for carrying a gun on her hip at a pro-Palestine rally. According to police, Ms. Vernikov is charged with criminal possession of a firearm. Police said the councilwoman attended a pro-Palestinian protest on the Flatbush campus at the Brooklyn College on Thursday. Ms. Vernikov was seen in several photos with the end of a firearm sticking out from her pants. All right, I'm looking at it now. She kind of sticked it in like she was a thug or something. You know how a nigga put the gun right in his, like, pants and, and, and stick it in his pants? That's how she got it. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking that she had, like, a, uh, um, it's like the, how the police officers got their little, um, sidearms in the side of their belt. Nah, she got it stuck in her pants, like stuffed in her pants. And she, I'm looking at the pictures right now. After she left the rally, police contact, contacted Mrs. Vernikov and told her to turn herself in. In an Instagram post on Thursday, Ver Vernikov wrote, If you're standing with the protesters yelling, globalize the intifada. I don't know if that means infidel or some shit like that. Intifada. And from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free while innocent women and babies are being raped, massacred, and beheaded. You're a Hamas supporter and apologist who would like to bring the terror here to rid of the world of Jewish people. We will never remain silent. Okay, Ver Ms. Vernikov turned herself in with her lawyer. New York Police Department officials said Ms. Vernikov, when left the scene, no one was menaced or injured. Oh, uh, uh, uh. they're like all over the news. That's all you see is about this Hamas, um, the Palestinians and the um, Israel, Israelis and the Palestine. And then I remember the other day when I was watching Breakfast Club, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Vlad. He came, Vlad TV, DJ Vlad. He came to the Breakfast Club to talk about um, the Tupac thing. You know, and when he when he came onto the Breakfast Club, he was talking about he don't understand why uh, DJ Khaled and Drake has not spoken on their platforms about the Palestinian and 
Israel um, confrontation. And I'm like, why should they talk about it? You know, I never even seen them do that before. And I don't think nobody want to hear from these people and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the music industry is filled with gimmicks and things like that. And I, I think it's going to make it even worse if they even say anything about it. But if they choose to say something, they have to be real serious or something like that. They have to be serious. But I say let this thing play out. I don't know what's really going on at the Palestinian and um, Israel confrontation, this Hamas thing. I don't know. You know, I'm still trying to educate myself on it. You see what I'm saying? I'm not a Palestinian, nor I am a Jewish person. Uh, uh, but but what I am is a humanitarian. I know that that's what I am. And I'm just trying to educate myself as much as I can because I, I, I talk about this. Yes, I do. You know, but I'm trying to educate myself as much as I can. This is an ongoing feud in that area, in the Mediterranean. It's been an ongoing feud for thousands of years. You see what I'm saying? The more information I can get myself into this, the, the better I can speak about it. Just like how I'm speaking about it right now. You see what I'm saying? But we're going to keep it moving with some more debauchery news. Don't you worry your pretty little head off, ladies and gentlemen. I got some more stuff for you. God damn it, I do. Let's keep it moving. All right, all right. Everybody heard about the Tupac um, unsolved mysteries with Tupac's death. Uh, Keefe D, Tupac murder arrest. Will it bring closure or more questions? Las Vegas, the complex human being and artist, Tupac Shakur, has captivated the minds of millions of people for nearly 30 years. His murder has been one of hip-hop's most compelling unsolved mysteries. But now that there's been an arrest, will it bring closure or just some more questions? Tupac Shakur was just only 25 years old when he was gunned down on the Las Vegas Strip back on September 7th, 1996. In the absence of any arrest for 27 years, there was there was rampant while speculating. All right, while <laughs> the person that wrote this uh, article fucked it up, it was crazy speculating. Uh, people was running rampant with theories. Uh, 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 how you say uh, conspiracy theories that ran rampant. That's what he meant to write. All right. So Joel Anderson is a writer and host of Slate's Slow Burn, Biggie and Tupac's podcast. There were uh, there have been a lot of conspiracy theories to flourish in the absence of real information. As a result, people have stepped into the void and come up with all of these scenarios and theories about what happened and why it happened. Anderson stated on September 29th. 2023, Las Vegas law enforcement officials announced the arrest of a 60-year-old Crip gang leader, Dwayne Keefe D. Davis, on a murder charge. Dwayne Keefe D. Davis. Right, for years, uh, for years, Davis has been publicly bragging about his involvement on social media, blogs, and even in his own memoir, Compton Street Legend. He seemed to think that he had some type of immunity, but that was not the case. So he essentially talked himself right into jail 
former Los Angeles Police Department Detective Greg Caden stating, I think that Las Vegas Police Department was just allowing him to go out there and essentially hang himself with all of these confessions. Davis is only the, is the only man that's still alive who was in the car used in the deadly drive-by shooting. But there's still room for more mysteries and revelations, said criminal defense and civil rights attorney Charles Tucker Jr. of the Cochrane firm. There will be some more stones uncovered, some more statements made from a possible witness or two. To what extent they have anything credible? But I think there are a couple more bombshells that remain to be uncovered in this matter. Uh, said Tucker Jr., the attorney from the Cochrane firm, all right? In addition to the fascination with Tupac's death, the interest in his music legacy continues to grow across generations with fans feelings of, feeling a very personal connection with him, all right? He was that person who made me understand what passion is in hip-hop. Caring about your lyrics, said freelance journalist Mark Ellerbert. He was that person who made me understand what passion is in hip hop. All right. Uh, damn. They got so many of these stories in small, small pieces and stuff like that. And then I've been busy like a mo. And, and yesterday I kind of ate something that made me sick. All right. I don't even want to throw their name out there. Okay, I'm going to throw their name out there. Fuck it. I don't care. I ate a little Taco Bell, and it destroyed my life. So I was sick all day yesterday. Couldn't do too much of anything. I was trapped in the bed. I couldn't even get out of the bed. Somebody had to help me cook food to get so I could eat something and stuff like that, all right? So that's how bad it was. So I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that I couldn't even put on some podcasting. But I have 500 episodes. Uh, I have some management uh, personnel told me don't even worry about it. Who cares? Because you still have 500 episodes for reference. And there's, there's other YouTubers and TikTokers are going back into your... Because somebody showed me on my analytics and like, look... A couple of, like, you recorded this three months ago. Only had probably 20 listens. Now it's up to about 900 listens. There's people that's referencing referencing um, your episodes. There's people that actually archiving your episodes. They're going back to listen to certain um, cases that they need a reference to. So you're doing the public service. So don't even trip. Let Spotify act up if they want to, but you are a essential personnel in this podcast game, and I know that I am. But I'm gonna keep it moving because I try to keep everything at least at 25 minutes or 30 minutes an episode. I used to do just 10 minutes an episode, but I chose to do 30 minutes, 25 minutes to 30 minutes at least. I chose to do it like that because I think it's better and people need at least 30 minutes. I did 40 minutes before, but it depends on the article. It depends on the case um, that I'm reading uh, because it might be something very difficult to unravel, so it might take me a long time to get through it, get through the court documents, get through the articles, because I go through a lot of websites and stuff like that, so 
it might take a minute. Uh, and then I'm trying to get to this um uh the Palestine and Israel thing. Uh, I'm trying to find me an article that could break down all of the most intricate parts of this situation that's going on over there in the Gaza Strip. So all of the intricate parts, that's the article I've been looking for. I found a couple of them. I have like maybe two two episodes that I recorded, probably a couple of episodes from here. Uh, I know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I got at least about two episodes covering the Gaza Strip. So uh, I broke it down to the point where you can understand what really what happened. Like the first episode, I talked about how they had like a concert, uh, and then that's when the rockets came out of nowhere and they attacked the young people at the concert and stuff like that. So, but I'm gonna break it down some more. I'm trying to break it down to the point where you know what's going on behind closed doors. Cause I'm trying to dig deep. I'm going into like a straight deep dive, but I'm putting that deep dive all in 30 minutes. But it's probably gonna take me longer than 30 minutes because I can see it happening. It's inevitable. I know that it's gonna take me a long time to break this all down because there this this has been an unresolved um dispute between those people in that area, in the Gaza Strip, the Mediterranean, the um, Palestinians, Israel. It's been an ongoing dispute. Jerusalem, it's been going on forever. You see what I'm saying? Uh, there's a lot of hate going on. Uh, I don't even want to use the word hate because, I don't know, it's, it's a deep dive and these are one of these deep dives where you can't you can't just open your mouth and say anything because they're gonna attack me. You know what I'm saying? You already know what time it is. I don't even want to say there's certain words I don't even want to say right now. And then I'm about to leave this conversation alone right now anyway because I want to keep it moving. All right, let's get into some other stuff. For that. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. A woman was arrested for drug trafficking near daycares, schools, and a drug rehab center in Marietta, Georgia. All right, so let me tell you what's up with this. Cobb County, Georgia. A traffic stop turned into a major drug bust in Marietta. Oops. Hold up. Wait a minute. My bad, y'all. Okay, um... In Cobb County, Georgia, Marietta, a traffic stop turned into a major drug bust in Marietta. Police say a woman was arrested and a lot of drugs are off the streets. Marietta police say it was an expired tag that caught the attention of officers. The pull, they pulled over the car at an intersection on Lawrence and Fairground streets on Tuesday. That's when they say they discovered much more than a woman who didn't renew her tag. Investigators, excuse me, I was drinking root beer. That's why I'm taking my time telling you what's going on. Investigators say they found guns and a variety of drugs inside the car. A plethora of drugs, from marijuana to methamphetamine to crack cocaine to powder cocaine to Marietta. Police officer Chuck McPhillamy. 
She got the grills in the bottom of her mouth and stuff. She looked thugged out. She like a thugged out nigga in the woman's outfit. Police say there was a lot of it, including what is referred to crack cookie. Those are large pieces of crack cocaine that haven't been broken down for distribution yet. She also had a scale and baggies in the car, further implicating this was for trafficking purposes, said Officer McPhillamy. 33-year-old Nikayla Mormon was booked into the Cobb County Jail and charged with non-felonies. Police say it's disturbing to know this woman was transporting these drugs through this area surrounded by daycares, schools, and the zone. The zone is a substance recovery center. She's just destroying, she's just destroying other lives, said, said Daniel Spinney, the director of the program services at the zone, the substance recovery center that I, that I just said, all right? They say that she's just destroying people's lives. All right, let me see. Uh, Spinney says it makes him angry to know that these drugs were found in this area. To be able to come to this close, to, for it to able to come that close to that area, we have daycares and schools in the area and the recovery center, and they should feel safe. They shouldn't have to worry about things like that being around, stated Spinney, Mr. Spinney, the director of the zone. Police are grateful that the car was pulled over before any of the drugs hit the streets. Fortunately, we had officers patrolling that were proactive, and this was stopped before it ended up in the neighborhood, said Officer McKinney, all right? So they stopped the girl. But look, I'm looking at the pictures, and this is not a major drug bust. This is a low-level petty drug dealer. This is not a, she had like three cookies. I'm looking at the pictures. I'm looking at all of the um, police pictures. She had like probably three cookies. She ain't had no weed. That weed look like it's personal. She probably was gonna sell it, she probably wasn't. But I know she was gonna sell them crack cocaine. She was, she was gonna sell that. They caught her with a goddamn small little digi scale that you could get from the corner store. And plus, she had two small pistols on her and shit. She had two little pistols. She's a low-level drug dealer, all right? So she wasn't doing that much. A major drug deal is 10 pounds of this and 10 pounds of that and five pounds of this. That's a major bust, all right? So they making this, uh, they kind of like, they exaggerating the situation. It's not a major bust. This is a low level petty drug deal, all right? She had like two little small ass handguns, nigga. Plus she had a cookie. The only thing that I see that was intent for distribution was the cookies of crack, nigga. She had like two cookies. She ain't break them down yet. You see what I'm saying? Cause I know about this. I told you I used to be, I used to have a past. I had a street light, so I know I could tell. And then she probably was gonna sell some coke. So she looked like she had some, um, yo, she only had about two baggies of goddamn cocaine. Sniffing cocaine, powder cocaine. And then she already broke down a chunk of the cookies. Looked like she was about to bring that one piece of cookie. And now in the weed, that's probably her personal stash of weed. Or like what the fuck? That looked like a goddamn ten dollar bag of weed or something. They they over exaggerating it. Anyway, moving along, what's next? 
All right. DeKalb County, Georgia, innocent bystander loses her life by a suspect during a high-speed chase in DeKalb County. All right. An innocent bystander was hit and killed by a suspect during a chase with law enforcement in DeKalb County Saturday afternoon. It's a sad situation, Mr. Derek Muhammad told news sources. Uh, Muhammad said he watched the entire situation unfold from the street corner where he was selling newspapers at. Georgia State Patrol told news sources the incident began at 2.10 p.m. in the afternoon when two troopers saw the driver of a gold Infiniti SUV speed by and ran a red light without a tag. They immediately turned their sirens on. At first, the suspect turned into a gas station parking lot, but then continued going and began a chase. At some point, a passenger jumped out of the SUV while it was still moving. The two state patrols was behind this tan truck. The guy who was driving, he ends up going through the light. He cuts through the gas station, jumps over the median, so he pretty much got away from the officers at that point. Maybe five to seven minutes later, they are coming back down Memorial Drive going so fast. I'm looking at the light. I'm like, this is not going to end well. He recalled, Mr. Muhammad. Uh, the troopers continued to chase to Memorial Drive near North Hairston Road, where the suspect attempted to run a second red light, but crashed into a blue Honda Civic. He smacked her driver's side of the car. She, she never saw it coming. Muhammad told news sources. The suspect ditched his car to try his luck on foot, but was arrested shortly after that. The driver of the Civic received medical attention from DeKalb County Fire EMS, and unfortunately, she didn't make it. The DeKalb County Medical Examiner's Office was called to collect her body from the scene. Her, her identity has not yet been released. A woman who identified herself as Trina told news sources she was one of the two other drivers involved in the crash. The police was chasing him. He hit her and both of them hit me. All right. The police was chasing the suspect. He hit her and both of them hit me, she recalled. All right, Trina said her adrenaline was still pumping as she described the incident, but she told the news source that she was grateful no one in her car was injured. Thank God that we're okay because I had my children and my grandchildren in the car, she said. Georgia State Patrol told news sources the suspect was facing felony warrants from Newton County Sheriff's Office for fleeing given the false name and date of birth to law enforcement officers and driving on a suspended license. The suspect also had multiple warrants from Douglas County for failure to appear. In Saturday's afternoon's fatal incident, he was charged with fleeing reckless driving, driving on a suspended license, DUI, obstruction and homicide by vehicle in the first degree. His identity has also not yet been released, all right? God damn, DeKalb County, shit. An innocent bystander was hit and killed by a suspect during the chase with a law enforcement in DeKalb County Saturday afternoon. All right, it's a sad situation. Georgia State Patrol told news sources the incident began at, in the afternoon, Saturday afternoon at 2.10 p.m. when two troopers saw the driver of a gold Infiniti SUV speed by and ran a red light. 
That's when they immediately turned their sirens on. At first, the suspects turned into a gas station parking lot, but he continued going and began to chase. At some point, a passenger jumped out of the SUV while it was still moving. All right, I wonder what happened to him. The two state patrols were behind this tan truck. All right, it's an Infinity uh, SUV. The guy who was driving, he ends up going through the light. He cuts through the gas station, jumps over the median. So he pretty much got away from the officers at that point. Maybe the five to seven to ten minutes later, they're coming back down Memorial Drive, going so fast. Uh, that's when Muhammad was like, uh, the, the guy that witnessed it, that's when he was like, I'm looking at the light. I'm like, this is not going to end well. The troopers continued to chase to Memorial Drive near North Hairston Road, where the suspect attempted to run a second red light, but crashed into a blue Honda Civic. That's the lady that got killed. I think, I believe that they were talking about. He smacked her driver's side of the car. She never saw it coming. Mm-hmm. The suspect ditched his car to try his luck on foot, but was arrested shortly after. The driver of the Civic received medical attention from DeKalb County Fire EMS, but unfortunately, she didn't make it. All right? Yeah, that's sad. Let me see. I'm going to look at all the pictures right here. Okay. Yeah, he he smashed that. He ran that second light and hit the dog on. Um, dang. Well... Yeah, that's all in Georgia. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's sad that all I have to do is go to websites in Georgia, the state of Georgia, just to get um, bad incidents like this. It's real sad. Because if there ain't nothing going on in the news, this is what I do. I go straight to the Georgia feed, news feed, or I'll go to Florida news feed. Those are the main two, and California. Chicago used to be bad too, but I think they calmed down. All right, Detroit too, and Milwaukee. I go to all of their news feed, Canada, all of them. But the most, the, the state with the most action is um, Georgia, Florida, and Los Angeles, all right? All in that order. Georgia, Florida, Los Angeles, right down that order. And then sometimes I got to put my own uh, city in there, Harris County, right? I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, but I've been living in goddamn Houston since, uh, I've been in Houston since 2004. I started living in Houston in 2011. So I've been here for a minute, you know what I'm saying? So I know a lot about Houston. Right, this is my goddamn second home. But they starting to get bad too. You know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, that's a sad situation right there. And then I'm gonna come back with another segment trying to break down this um situation, this bad situation, deteriorating situation that's going on over there, um, in the Gaza Strip over there with Israel and the Palestine, uh you know what I'm saying? And it's a very sensitive topic because I do not want to offend anyone. You know, I have love for everybody. I don't like the only enemy here is the war. See what I'm saying? That's the only enemy. That's the only enemy that I have to say that's here. I don't have no problem with no religion, color, or creeds whatsoever. I respect everybody. All right? 
Whatever your beliefs are, that is your beliefs and that is your right to believe in whatever you believe in, you know? Who am I to tell you otherwise? But I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to come back with another one. I'm sorry about yesterday. I told you I had some a little bit of food poisoning. I was in bed the whole day. I was so sick that somebody had to assist me and they had to cook, make sure I eat. She, she was like, hell nah, you fucked up. I mean, I was literally sweating in the bed. That's how sick I was. Throwing up. I was too weak. I couldn't get up. So y'all can't be fighting with me talking about, man, we need more content. We need some more news. Y'all, it's like I'm selling drugs now, you know? Like, y'all just keep fighting with me with this news stuff. But anyway, I'm going to hit you up anyway. I'm going to hit you up with some more news, all right? This is your man, Ben Spirel, with Thinking Out Loud. Uh, you already know. Excuse me, excuse me. I told you I'll be drinking that root beer. I'm addicted to root beer. But you already know what to do, man. Just follow me on Instagram. That's Box Benji. Box Benji everything. I believe my Snapchat is Box Benji. All right? Uh, just follow me. Just type in Box Benji in the search engine. That's B O X B E N J I. All right? type that in the TikTok because I'm real active on TikTok. TikTok is almost like better than uh, YouTube. It's almost is better. I can honestly say that TikTok is better than YouTube because you could put all of your content up there real quick and people don't want to listen to uh, our content. You know what I'm saying? The, the only the only um, I realize people only listen to our content on the listening podcast platforms such as on uh, Apple Podcasts or on um, Spotify or whatever you listen to your podcast on, I notice people only listen to hours or two hours of streaming on the podcast. As far as watching it, I don't think people are not trying to watch that. There's people that will sit there and watch it. You see what I'm saying? You know, I'm a. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get onto the streaming. In the near future, I will be streaming. It's inevitable. I will be streaming. It's like, you know, I'm just going to have to get my um, skills up when I stream live and put all of the posts that I'm talking about. Because I know how to do it already. I just got to get all of my equipment, my money, everything got to come up. Once everything come up, I'm going to be streaming right in your face. And I'm going to be back on YouTube. I haven't been on YouTube for months because I feel like I have to utilize YouTube in a different way. I can't just, like, go up there and post stuff on YouTube. That's whack. You got Instagram. You got TikTok, Snapchat. There's no point of freaking... I used to be on Rumble, but Rumble is different. They're starting to do things different, and I'm not liking it. You know what I'm saying? They cater to academics and stuff like that. They cater to other people, like big people like Tasha K and stuff. But, like, small people like me... Nah, they they're not finna cater to us. They're gonna they be playing games and I'm not feeling none of that. I used to be on Twitch too, but I don't need to be on Twitch. TikTok got it, bro. TikTok is like a whole new software where you could simply put your content up there and it's nice and easy, clear and cut. It's like you can't beat it. Well, I'm gonna talk to you later. This is thinking out loud. Peace.
Niggas stay home tonight, ayy. Gonna turn it up, please. I'm hard on the nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with you. Gonna turn it up, please. I'm hard on the nights. Party at the Bodega.